on, everybody? This is uh, Jordan Jean Louis back with another episode of the Dear Young Sports Talk Show. Um, season two, episode, I believe, six. Um, but crazy, crazy week, man. And we got my co host, Justin Mason. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, good. Just, uh, man, it's like, where, like, where do we start, man? Where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. There's a a lot going on. Um, I mean, preseason football is always uh is always a good topic. Football in general is always a good topic. Oh, but. hey, I can't I can't wait for the season, man. But yeah, you're right. So um, so the NFL. So uh, last week of the preseason coming up. Um, since there's already, I think there's there was four games, but I guess they switched it to three games, like which I like. So. Yeah. Um, but a, a, a lot of people think that the preseason is like is, is worthless, but I, I, I disagree because that's a time for you to get your team and chemistry, you know, even though they don't count for your record, like the wins and losses. I feel like it's important to have, um, like that chemistry going, especially like last year, since like we didn't really have practices and training camp last year, so it's a lot of in, but but that comes with injuries. Right. Um, so it's like a lose win situation, but yeah, I see the benefits of preseason, but I also see it as a, uh, kind of an unnecessary evil. I mean, yes, you're seeing players and you're seeing what they can do, but you're really not seeing what they can do because defenses are playing soft. Offenses are playing soft. Um, cause you don't really want to give away your schemes. Right. So I mean, I see it as a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree. But then again, it comes with like you know, uh, like coaches deciding who they want to start for week one, and uh, I think they had to cut cut the team down to like fifty fifty. Well, I think I heard it's like eighty by cut cut it down to eighty by we um by the preseason the last, and then cut up to fifty three by like week one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I mean it gives a coach the opportunity to look at their look at their rookies coming in, um, but then again like you know for our team Ravens we have uh, Bashara Bateman right for example, and uh, in training camp he went down with a grunt injury so then again like you we coaches want to see their you know their their who they drafted and um, mm-hmm. but then it comes with protect, protecting them too like at the same time like if you have a top ten you know pick you want to you know preserve that pick. For the real for the season, you know what I'm saying, but right. but it, it's it's hard because like we have to evaluate could have to evaluate them to see how they do. But I think it has to cut. I think they did cut the team down to 53 um, by the uh, by the week one. So it's coming down to the to the very very end with the preseason. So they have to make their decisions quick, man. And um, yeah. But let's talk about uh, NFL first, man, with these QBs. Like, we have um, a, a situation in Chicago and in San Fran. Uh, let's start with Chicago, man. Like, so the situation is um, Nagy. Uh, what's his first name? I think Phil Matt or Nagy. Matt Nagy. Yeah. So he's deciding who he wants. You know, does he want Justin, Justin Fields? Or um or Andy Dalton and I mean what do you think, man? What do you think Andy Dalton should start or so there are reports coming out of Chicago that Dalton was actually promised the starting position. 
Now, I don't know how much I believe that because in negotiations, you're going to promise them the world. You know, you're going to you're going to tell them you could, you know, sell them oceanfront property in Arizona if you had to just to get them there because that's who you want. Um, but I think that field still needs to develop. Um, so, I mean, I think Dalton's going to be the starter for week one. Will he be the starter at the end of the year? I don't think so. Um, I think you're going to have a situation like you had with in Miami last year. Uh, you're going to see Dalton for the first few weeks. That way, Fields can actually grasp the playbook because um, I can't remember what game I was watching last uh, this past weekend, but they were actually talking about the playbook and how more in-depth an NFL playbook is than a college playbook. Because you don't have those visual, you know, a lot of colleges, you see them holding up the the press boards and stuff like that. You don't do that in NFL. So I think you need to give Fields a few weeks to actually grasp the playbook, watch what Dalton does. And if they go 0-4, they go 0-4. But put Fields in, you know, week 5, 6, 7, something like that. But let Dalton start the year. I mean, then it comes down to like an injury. Like, what if Dalton gets hurt? Then he had he's the then the the hand is dealt with, like with with fields. But but like, but how do you feel about the comments that Dalton Dal made a couple weeks ago, saying how like you know it's his time? I mean, obviously he said that um, Justin Fields is a terrific quarterback and he's gonna start eventually. But it's my time. Like, how do you feel about? Do you think it's selfish on his part, or do you think it's like you know, um, or do you think that he's right? Like, you know, he he needs to. To shine now and then you know let him shine and then let Justin Fields come in like no I think he's absolutely right and, and like I said I feel like Andy Dalton probably got promised hey you're the starting quarterback you're the quarterback that we want no matter who we draft in the draft anything like that you're the guy that we want so I mean him saying that it's his time is just solidifying what he was told when he signed you know this is your team um, at least for the first few weeks. I don't think it's selfish at all. I mean, I wouldn't go into my job and, you know, look at somebody and say, well, hey, here you go. It's your time. You can have my job because what does that do? I'm unemployed now. So it, it's not like that for the NFL, of course. You're still going to get paid your guaranteed money. Right. But, you know, anywhere else, if you if you go into your if you walk into your job and you go, hey, I'm giving somebody else my job, see ya, you're out of job, you're unemployed. So I think he's proven what he is when he played in Cincinnati, or else he'd still be in Cincinnati. Um, he's an average quarterback. He's not the strong arm guy. I mean, he still has an arm behind him, but he's not the guy that he was in TCU because, I mean, he was playing soft defenses at TCU. He right. was in the Mountain West. So, I mean, I, I don't think it's selfish at all. I mean, I I, I can kind of agree on that. But, like, I feel like uh, – because I, I watched, like, Sports Center and, like, first thing, and, and, like, they were saying how, like, um, his opportunity to his, – his chance to shine was when he was in, in Dallas. And he didn't do he didn't do crap in Dallas. Like I mean, obviously you know, it sucks that that Prescott he went down with that gruesome ankle injury, which he's I think almost hundred uh, percent recovered from. But I mean, 
I can agree that on that side that it was that was his chance to get his limelight in Dallas, which is the America's football team. You know what I'm saying? And he, but like you're right. Like I feel like if if I was, for instance, if I was working at a job, working there for like five to ten years, and you the newbie coming in, knowing that I, I've done a good job at my job, right? And you coming in as a newbie and you taking my position, you know, right. I mean, I would feel kind of pissed off, but. But then again, like I told you a couple weeks ago, like we are in a new league where, you know, I mean, Dalton, he's kind of like a, he can run, but with the ball, but we're in a league where it's like a hybrid, you know, quarterback um, league now with Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, you got, you know, um, who else? Like, I guess Burroughs, I guess if you, but he had that knee injury, but I mean, it comes to a time where we have to, um, Start the young talent, and but, yeah. but I agree. Uh, Justin should sit for a couple games, learn the playbook, and that's what hey, that's what Mahomes did when Alex Smith was starting the quarterback in uh, in Kansas City. He was behind QB uh, two behind Alex Smith. Alex Smith went down, and then Mahomes stepped up. But obviously, he wasn't as great like that not then. But now you know, look, he's the head face of the fr- franchise, right? So I face feel of the like NFL it, almost, huh? Face of the NFL almost. Yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can agree with that. Um, I, yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And um, but same situation. Even though Alex Smith has a has a better track record than Andy Dalton when it comes to wins and um his abilities, I think that it's the same situation in Chicago. I feel like you know, I wouldn't say fit him out for the whole year. Um, the rookie no. maybe. Get him mid mid because we have a, that extra game, so I would say um, you know let him know the playbook. But but we saw that preseason game we got freaking rocked. Mm-hmm. So um, it comes to a time where you know the rookies have to you know sit back, enjoy the ride, and I feel like any dog he's a good leadership, a good leader, a good leader. He's a good veteran quarterback. Um, but I mean, I'm excited to see Justin Fields play, man. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. Yeah, there are a lot of people who are saying, "Well, just let him sit out until the bye week." Their bye week is, I think, week nine or week ten. Um, so I mean, that's the middle of the season or so. But I, I don't think they're going to let him sit that long. I think they're going to give him four or five weeks on the bench and then and then bring him out. Right, right. Um, like, do you think that? Um, I mean, do you think the Bears? Uh, well, who's under? I think the Vikings are under the division of the Lions, right? Vikings, Lions, and Packers. Yeah, Packers. I mean, do you see them? You know, like doing good in the. Uh, like I know we did our divisional winners mm-hmm. uh, last, but do you think? Okay, when you put the two quarterbacks, like do you see if the Bears start Fields Week One? Do you see them balance, like winning more games if he's in compared to Dalton? No. Um, I mean, he's coming out of Ohio State, so he's used to more of a pistol option offense like that. And they'll put in some packages for him to do that, but, you know, they're going to want him to run a pro-style offense. So I think if he started week one, they might be a non-win team. Might be. Just because, I mean, you're playing – two established quarterbacks four times a year. 
you're playing Aaron Rodgers and you're playing Kirk Cousins mm. two times a year. And, and you're playing Jared Goff, but I, I don't think Jared Goff is going to have a good year this year with the Lions. But, I mean, if you go – if you go one and five in those games, I mean, that's five losses already. You're looking at a 12 and five record and I don't see them winning double digit games. Not with Justin Fields, not with Andy Dalton either, honestly. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, they got, I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't know any of like the other than Fields and mm-hmm. Dalton. I mean, isn't, is Alshon Jeffrey still on the team or Alshon Jeffrey he on the Eagles? I think he's with Eagles. Last I checked, I don't know. He was uh, last year. Yeah, I don't know anyone on on like the offensive side, like other than I don't know any receivers. I mean, I know Khalil Mack from the team, so I feel like their their defense might be good. But, um, but I have to say, these reporters are trying are trying their hardest to get some information on these QB. Like I, <laughs> like I don't know. You saw like on ESPN, um, one of the reporters asked uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan, like, do Who's who started week one? And he's like, I'm not telling y'all right now. I'm not telling y'all. Like, I'm gonna wait. He's like, Oh, like you don't you don't know? I mean, I know, but I'm not gonna tell y'all. Like, mm-hmm. but so let's move on to the to the 49ers. Like, who do you is do do you like the same situation in San Fran or like do you, it's different? I feel like Trey Lance will start week one. He was the third overall pick. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is just way too injury prone. And, you know, like we said earlier, we're we're coming out of a pa- of a pocket passer league. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is, is he is a straight pocket passer. Um, so, I mean, I see Trey Lance starting week one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a different, like, scenario. I feel like, you know, or I would say start Jimmy G for a little bit, maybe like week one or two, week three. Since the reason let let um, Trey Lance learn the playbook a little bit, and then get him starting off, get him starting starting early. Yeah, because he has there's no point of wasting all that good talent first year, especially with Justin Fields too. Like they they both oh we have um, Fields, we got Trevor Lawrence, we have. Trey Lance, we have uh, who's that quarterback in the Jets? Um, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. He's a pocket. He's a pocket passer too. But yeah, but that's what that's what Bill Belichick looks for. You're right. Well, Cam, he's kind of a he's a pocket passer, but he when he was in his prom, he was a he's a runner too. Mm-hmm. But um, who's that other? Who's that um that young quarterback on the Jets? Uh, oh, uh, Zach Wilson. He's good too, man. Yeah, but I feel like when it comes to like these like the young talent in the league, especially with the NBA, I think we're in good hands with the NFL, man. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like Lamar Jackson still is like 24, 25. Like Mahomes, we got him, and we got these young talent. Trevor Lawrence, he's a pocket passer in a sense too, but he's he more like some a legs, yeah. Oh no, no, no! Like he got some legs too, but like, I, he's more of like you know, he's tall and lengthy. Yeah, uh, lengthy. Um, but so you say you would rather start Trey Lance first and then Justin? Yeah, I mean, as high as you picked Trey Lance, I mean, one, two, and three, I feel like are going to start week one. I feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to start week one. You know, Zach Wilson is going to start start week one, 
And I just feel like Trey Lance is going to start week one. I mean, you don't take a quarterback that high and not start him week one. Yeah, definitely, definitely true, man. Um, so, um, let me see. So, do you think that um, – so, who do you have winning that division again? Like the San Francisco. Um, I had the Rams winning the division and the Seahawks taking the wild card. I No, I take that back. I had the Rams winning the division and the Chargers taking the wild card. Because of Justin Herbert. Um, and then I had the Seahawks third and the 49ers fourth. Interesting, interesting. So like um so like with these sort of about this whole so we have the LA teams, we have the Rams. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you think about the Rams this year, man? With Matthew Stafford, man. What, do you think that he like he can carry them? Oh yeah. This year? I think this change of scenery is what Stafford is needed. He's always been a good quarterback, but he's never been an elite quarterback. But the only weapon that he's really had around him was Calvin Johnson. And Calvin Johnson was one of those wide receivers who he was a great wide receiver when he was on the field. But I mean, he had, I think it was either a hip or a knee injury. And after that injury, he just wasn't the same player. Mm. And so I think when you lose a dynamic receiver like that, of course you're going to take you know, a step back. And I think, I think this move was coming and I think this move is going to be honestly what's best for Matthew Stafford. And I think he's going to shine this year. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he's always been like, um, ever since like, uh, Megatron, like retired or, I was like Matthew Stafford. He he was garbage in Detroit because they didn't have the pieces around him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you know it'd be a lot different, and especially with that new stadium, that SoFi Stadium. Yeah, new stadium, new new atmosphere, in LA. Uh, I mean, I feel like they would they do good. But do you think they would? Uh, do you think that he can carry them to a Super Bowl this year? The Super Bowl, no. Uh I don't feel like the Rams are a Super Bowl team without Matthew Stafford. Um, I mean, you have a you have a dynamic wide receiver like Cooper Cup, and you have I think it was Robert Woods, but I really don't know. I really don't know anybody on their running game. Uh, I'd really have to. I have to study that. I think Henderson, Daryl Henderson, I think is what it was. Um, but no, I I think Matt Stafford is one of those play action quarterbacks. So he really needs to rely on the run to be able to sell, just like Ryan Tannehill in uh, Tennessee. He needs that play action. He needs that. He needs to kind of give that defense an uncertainty. And um, I don't think he can do that this year. Now, he'll have a winning record, I think, but I don't think – I don't think they'll – they're Super Bowl bound. I mean, that, but that – I mean, you got two probably the greatest players on defense. So they got Rams and they got Donald. I mean, mm-hmm. they see defensive 
defense wins championships, I mean, do you think that their defense, even though if Stafford doesn't do good or if he does, do you think if their defense step because they're do you think their defense will carry them better than their offense because they got Donald and they got Ramsey? I mean, we've seen it happen before. I mean, you think back to Peyton Manning's last year with the Broncos. I mean, he had, I think in the regular season, he had nine touchdowns and 18 interceptions. Peyton Manning did. And they won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, it can happen. But I think Matthew Stafford is too dynamic of a quarterback, even at this age and at this stage in his career, to really let his team down like that. Um, I think the defense could carry them, but there are so many there are so many other teams in the NFC. I mean, you have to get past the the Buccaneers. I mean, you have to get past the Packers. I, I just don't think they have the firepower to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Um, I mean, that's a good. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they have. I I've never got Keenan Keenan Allen right. They have our receiver. Mm, I would have to. I would have to look that up. I don't think they. Let's see. They have Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. The Rams do. Uh, Cooper Cup. Robert Woods. Um, I don't see Keenan Allen on here. Or something Allen. I think it was something Allen. Or maybe he got traded. I'm not sure. Uh, it looks like they have Deshaun Jackson. Oh, I didn't, I, didn't, I never knew that. I didn't, maybe, maybe, maybe he got picked up in free agency. I was gonna say I think they I think they picked him up this year. Mm, yeah, I mean they got a good I guess receiving core, Cooper Cup. Uh, yeah, I mean so uh, is there anything we missed it in the NFL? Anything? Uh, anything else we missed or didn't go cover? Oh, yeah, I want to talk about. Uh, I know you heard about the Jeopardy situation with the whole host not. Yeah. You know, We'll do the show. And I think uh, Aaron was on a radio podcast just like this. And then someone, someone asked them, hey, do you think if, if a job opened up to be a host, do you think you would be it? And Aaron was like, if they work around my schedule. I yep. mean, so what, do you, so what does that mean? So that answer, what does that mean for his future with the Packers? Um, I think regardless, he's done with the Packers under this year. Um, he is – He's already negated his uh, option for 2023. So, you know, it's like I've said multiple times on the show, I think if he wins the Super Bowl this year with the Packers, he retires. And I think if he loses, he goes to another team. Um, but, I mean, he, he didn't do Jeopardy for no reason. You know, he, he's, he's really kind of – making a path for when he retires from the NFL. And I think he would be, you know, good in a Tony Romo role, be a color commentator for a network. And I think there are a lot of networks who will pick him up. Um, I don't think that means anything right now, but I mean, he's just, he's really kind of making his path for the future. If I saw a report saying that like, that means he might go to the Raiders uh, because it's like a 45 minute jet, private jet ride to California where they host the show. Well, I mean, I've said all along that he might go to the 49ers. Yeah. You know, right. That's right. in California. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. 
Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be an interesting offseason next year, man. Mm-hmm. Interesting. interesting. Um, I looked at the uh, NBA, man. So I, I I looked up this um, whoever or who people who don't, who have Netflix, this show called the Mouse or the documentary called the Mouse in the Palace. And that, this happened before I was born, way before I was born, probably when you were probably a teenager or a little kid. Uh, for whoever, uh, what, what happened was it was, um, I think it was a season game against the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. Now, the Detroit Pistons, they were freaking nasty, man. They had Ben Wallace. They had Chauncey Billups. They had, like, Tayshaun Prince. They had um, Richard Hamilton. Um, but Indiana, they had some dogs, too. They had Reggie Miller. They had um, Ronald Tess. And then they had Jermaine uh, uh, Main O'Neal. Then they traded for or signed uh, Steven Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, for people who go to sports games um, globally or in the States over here, the reason why we have – Security, <laughs> yeah, on court security, um, guarding the players is because of the situation. So what happened was, I believe, um, I think Ben was going for a layup and Ron Test held him for a tough foul. Everything was fine. Well, they started charging each other. You know, players started you know fighting, and Ron Test. With his crazy self, <laughs> laid on the table, and with his you know arms up, just chilling, just because yeah. apparently he had um he went through some anxiety issues and depression like throughout his career. Yeah, um had like a NBA team um like uh, psychiatric psychiatric person to you know evaluate him and well at the time his name is Ronner Test, but he switched his name to Meta World Peace because I guess yeah. he wants to be a peaceful human being now. But back in back in that. Huh? Because why not? <laughs> why not? But this situation, like, this is the reason why we have freaking tight security. Yeah. Um. So what happened was, um, a random fan. Well, let me. He's not random. His name is John John Green. This is, he. They found the dude that threw the beer. So the fan threw the beer at runner test, and runner test was he charged. He charged up the state, up, up the freaking uh, steps, hit the fan, he threw the beer. Like Steven Jackson and Jermaine knew they're they're all boys, so like you know they were protecting them. And I think I, I think nothing would have transpired that night if that beer wasn't thrown. Like no one seen the documentary. I mean, or it could have been this a, a huge brawl. But that beer yeah. that that because everything kind of seemed to boil down was calm until the and then and then a random ass fan hopped into the court and um I think I Ryan Test like hit him mm-hmm. I think he was in the documentary too but did like and people were saying that like Stephen A Smith when he was young and all these other reporters were saying that these thugs like how do you feel about that man like like. Cause it's not thug mentality when apparently the people who are on the court together they're all friends. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying like friends off the court, enemies on the court, and yeah. they were all tight and stuff. And the fans, like even Reggie Miller, was like, 
he was like, fans don't know when you're pointing when you're doing this or like doing this. Like they were all tight. Fans didn't know that. And it comes to find out that the, all these like sports analysts were saying straight thugs. Cause even though they were protecting their team, you know what I'm saying? Both yeah. sides were. So this was all a mess, man. What do you think about this? I, I mean, I know you even watched the documentary, but now well, you're kind of getting it now. Like. I remember watching the game because it was on ESPN. Oh, that, the actual game, live game? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was, I think, I was in high school, I know, yeah. uh, when it happened. But And I remember a report coming out where um, where uh, Ben Wallace said that Artest warned him, hey, I'm fixing to slap you in the back of the head. So, and that's kind of what, I'm not going to say that's what started it, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think, fan, I mean, we had an issue in the NBA this year with fans, you know, throwing stuff at, at players when they're walking into the tunnel and stuff like that. And, and it's like you said, this is why we have security at games, to protect the players but to protect the fans, yeah, because there was yeah, they, like I don't, I'm, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there was no whatever security. There was no courtside security there. Like there was no security. I, I remember in the document they had to call like nine one one. They had yeah. a situation at the fucking at, at 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 the palace. Yeah, come help us now. Like come now. Right. There was nobody at. There was nobody at the freaking at the game to protect anybody. Yeah. So I mean. As as far as the thug um, comment, I, I, it was out of line. I mean, there's regardless of of if it was said because of race or if it was said because of you know whatever actions, whatever it is, there there was no sense in it. It was even back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I disagree with that. I mean, people are going to, when you have beers flowing and, and, you know, tempers flaring and, you know, you're seeing, you know, guys on the court getting pissed off and, you know, you're getting mad about a call and you're drunk and all, you're going to do stupid stuff. Right. right. Um, but as far as saying, you know, thug mentality and this and that, I think that was out of line. Well, apparently, um, cause the Pistons were whooping, I mean, the Pistons were whooping the Pistons ass. They're they're up by like fifteen or twenty, and the thing is, I think in the documentary they they said that more than half the season ticket holders left the game. Mm-hmm. So all the drunk fans were, were up in the Raptors yeah. came down, trickled trickled down to like the mm-hmm. court side, and that's when it got crazy. Um, and I mean, there was worse words that were thrown out, like animal. These, these animals should be out of the league, and of course, David Stern at the time. Uh, brought down some hefty punishment. Um, mm-hmm. Runner Test was suspended for the whole season. Yep. I think Jermaine O'Neal was um, – well, this is just for the NBA, not freaking legally. Um, so I think uh, Jermaine O'Neal got suspended like 25 games. I think uh, – Steven- I think – no, he got 30 games. I think Jermaine – or Steven Jackson got 25 games. That's, that's the NBA's rule – like – Walls and stuff, but legally, mm-hmm. when they pulled out the the tape because there was tape, there was all this tape. They looked at the tape, and I think Jermaine O'Neal got to like appeal his suspension, 
or because they didn't see anything wrong for with what he did. He yeah. was protecting his players and making sure everything was fine. And um, it's just, this is crazy, man. Just everything that was that uh, just from watch, watching the documentary, like shit got got shit got out of hand real quick, man. And like even even when they were trying to the security was trying to. Like even the cop was trying to maze Ray, like Jackson or 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 uh, Miller, yeah. Because he was, I think he was hurt, and Ray was like, "What the hell, dude? Like, why the cop trying to maze me? I'm part of the team. I'm not a fan." Um, and then there was a t- time when they're trying to transport the players to like the the locker room, mm-hmm. and they had that whole side blocked off. Fans were blocking them off from getting the locker room, and like, yeah, and in, in, in that tunnel. People were throwing beers and anything they could. I think there was a chair that was thrown too, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, you you think about this too, not only the suspensions, but with them being suspended, I mean, how much money did, did they lose? I mean, I I think Ron Ortiz lost like $5 million that year of his salary. So, I mean, you're not only hitting them where it hurts, they don't get to play the, the game that they love to play, that they've you know, work their entire life to to be at this level of, but you're you're taking money out of their pockets too. It like Jermaine, like Jermaine O'Neill, like he was pissed, man, because he's all about winning and he's all about like you know being professional and like yeah. he was pissed, man. And and then again, another layer to it, I think Ronald Tusk uh, went to the Lakers and won a championship <laughs> the following year, and then Stephen Jackson and like. The team's like, what the hell, dude? You're leaving us. You're just this kind of pushing what happened to the side. I mean, yeah, congrats on the championship, but what about us, man? Like, you're the one that kind of like started this whole thing by Fallon Ben Ben Wallace. Like, yeah, I mean, but you can, I mean, you can see both sides. I mean, it, I I don't know that he would have stayed regardless of the, of the suspension, you know, I, I think at that time, like it is now, the Lakers were the destination if you wanted to win a championship because you had Kobe on that team, you know, and, and he had built a team around him much like, much like LeBron has this year. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know that he left because of the suspension that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back, but it, it did look to his teammates like, okay, you're leaving us hanging because of the suspension. You know, what's going on? So, like you said, you were – you watched the game on ESPN. Like, mm-hmm. so did they show everything? Like, the brawl? Like, did they go to commercial break? Or they they did they show everything that happened, like, that transpired after that foul? Like, on for live the most TV? Part, for the most part, from what I remember. Um, but – at the same time, you know, when it got violent, then, you know, everybody's like, okay, let's, let's step back from this, you know, much like a, a gruesome injury in football, you know, they're going to go to a commercial. Um, but you have to come back to the game within a certain, within a specific amount of time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they of course came back and, you know, it was still hitting the fan. So, um, but for the most part, I mean, they did show they did show a good bit of it. So. <laughs> it's funny, man. I mean, it's not funny, but it's it's funny because like it is though. <laughs> I mean, because we're still talking about it fifteen years later. 
Like when that happened, like what year did that happen? Two thousand and four, I think. Oh, two thousand four. So I was probably like what pre K, probably at the time. Like, <laughs> you make me feel old, man. Now, like, <laughs> like watching the doctor, like you should watch the documentary because, like, uh, yeah. Apparently, like they they were they were like they were heated, man. Like and like every everyone thought that at that at that point in time like, when that beer bottle was thrown or that cup of beer was thrown. That's when shit escalated. That definitely shit, because when you have it's it's two it's it's like two walls, the yeah. players, the fans. Fans are not supposed to interact with players, man. Right. And that's I mean you, maybe you're right. Maybe if the beer shit still escalates, but I feel like that that point in time and that second and that middle frame of that event, it transpired. And like yeah. And but but like you don't see that see that see that happening now in the league like oh my now people would people would I mean yeah you see popcorn being thrown and beer yeah. water bottles being thrown but not to that extent though I think the closest we've gone to something like that was the Oakley situation a couple years ago Charles Oakley mm-hmm. and MSG that was that was crazy too and I think he got banned from the MSG yeah. for that um. Yeah, so let's brush it to the side. I just wanted to let the fans know that, that that's why that when you go to games, there's security on four corners of every on on every angle. So yep, and staff. Um, but uh, yeah, so what do you think about? So who's your NBA? Uh, who's who's your NBA favorite, man? Like who's your NBA like to get to the finals this year, man? I mean, you've got to look at the Lakers um, just because of everything that they've done in the offseason. The only thing that that kind of throws me off of their scent is, you know, not knowing where they're going to be chemistry-wise. Um, and you – you know, just kind of look at what LeBron did with the Heat that first year. You know, they didn't make the they didn't make the finals that first year. So you kind of wonder if you're going to be in the same boat there. Um, but I do. I mean, I do think the Lakers will be one of the teams to beat in the West. I think the Suns will be one of the teams to beat in the West also, um, because I think they're going to they're going to want to kind of taste that success that they had this past year. I think the 76ers have a chance. Um, but with this Ben Simmons situation, uh, I really don't know what they're going to do with him, but you have to look at the Bucks too. I mean, they're the defending champions. They're, you know, they're the favorites in the East and they're even the favorites to win the NBA finals again. So I'll look at probably Lakers Bucks or Suns Bucks again. I mean, do you, that's, that's the question I'm going to ask you. Like, do you think the Suns and the Bucks are the top favorite to get back to the final this year? They have to be. I mean, they're both, they're the defending East and West champions. So, I mean, until somebody unseats them, they have to be the favorites, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I think, the like, Heat, mm-hmm. I think the Heat have kind of made some strides to 
be better. Uh, and of course, I always want to see the Hawks do well. But um, right now, I think it's trending towards either the Lakers and the Bucks or the Suns and the Bucks. So give me your 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 each team in the one team from the east, one team from the west. Who can obviously I think the Lakers can throw in the Suns because it's all healthy mm-hmm. and a new roster. Um, but minus I guess you can say minus Russell and Carmelo and um who what team give me one team from the west one team from the east who can dethrone the East team, Suns and the Bucks, who, who can like you know surprise them? Um, and then the, I'll and then I'll give you mine after yours. Okay, for the East, I I would love to say the Hawks. I mean, just building on the momentum that they had last year. Um, I I would think the Hawks could potentially dethrone the Bucks. You think the Hawks over the Nets? In the East, because I mean the Hawks are. I mean, I, I, I Trey Young, he's nice. I mean, but that's. All, I mean, they got like Collins. I mean, I mean, I, I, know, I know that's your team too, but yeah. I mean, do they have enough weapons around you know Trey Young to in order to dethrone the Bucks and Giannis? Like, well, I mean, we we watched LeBron, you know, and I'm not comparing Trey Young to LeBron, right, right. but. We we watched LeBron, you know, carry those Cavaliers teams, so we know it's possible. Um, and I, I mean, I think the Hawks will be better than fifth this year. Um, so, so when you like when you say, because I know you, you don't want to uh, compare LeBron and, uh, and Young, which Young is a talented player, young, young 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 player, but the difference between like LeBron and Young is Young can only play that one position. Whereas LeBron can defend and help, he can play with the one, the two, the three, the four, the five. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong or right. I'm just saying that, like, yeah. you know, when it comes to LeBron and like the reason why LeBron has stepped up and you know help the Cavaliers was he, he could he he could defend um, David West. He, yeah. he he could have defended Clay Thompson, whereas he, Trey Young. Switch roles if Young was on the Cavaliers. I don't think he would carry the Cavaliers, man, because he would need more pieces around him. I'm, but I'm not comparing the two because you can't compare them because yeah. LeBron's an all-around player and the Young is just that one or two spot. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I mean, I feel like I mean with Collins and Capella, and I mean they got Bogdanovich, they got yeah. you know um, uh, who else? They got um, uh, oh, they got um, Quarter from the Maryland from Maryland, yeah. Uh, but I, I feel like the Nets are close to. I mean, they they were like what, a foot, a foot on a line from being, <laughs> from yep. being the winner of that game, uh, with Katie, uh, with his shot. Um, but I think KD, if they, per se, if they all stay healthy, mm-hmm. I think the Nets can dethrone the Bucks, and they were. This close away from yeah beating them, and then in the West, I believe that it's going to be the Lakers, or I can see the, the Nuggets with a healthy Jamal Murray coming back. Yeah, I think I think the Clippers take a step back this year. Clippers take a t- uh, Justin. Are you? They take like five steps back. Man. Yeah, 
I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on with with them. I mean, yeah, they got Kawhi and Paul, but then they got they shipped away Beverly to like two straight teams. I what mm-hmm. uh, went to uh, the Memphis and I think to what's the other team he got traded to? Memphis uh, to I gotta look. I can't even remember off the top of my head. But I don't know what they're doing, man. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. But yeah, Clippers definitely took a step back, a couple steps back. Um, but I think I feel the like, Warriors will be a team to watch this year, though, oh, if everybody yeah. stays healthy. I yeah, mean, we're Clay getting Hunt, Clay back. Clay back, yeah. So, do you think that uh, they have no? Oh, if if Clay stays healthy and continues his rehab and gets ready for October, do you think they have enough weapons to get to the finals or, or playoffs? I mean, they've done it before. Uh, they, I mean, a, a lot of people say, well, they don't have Durant anymore. Well, they won their first championship without Durant. So, who do you have on your roster that can kind of fill that role? I mean, yeah, you've got Steph and you've got Draymond. You've got Andre um, on your team, too. So, I mean, maybe, maybe he could take that. And he got Wiseman, too, the, uh, the second year. But he got yeah. he had an injury off an injury. Uh, I think they picked up Wiggins too, didn't they? Oh yeah, they got Wiggins. So I mean, you. I think if everybody gets healthy and stays healthy, I think they could. Like make the get to the finals or make it a deep run in the playoffs. I mean, I feel like I mean, I feel like they can dethrone the the Phoenix. I think they could. Um, I think I mean I think it could come down to. Uh, the Warriors and the Lakers in the in the conference finals. Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. That's Just a good, that's a good as long as everybody stays healthy. Yeah, health, healthy, health is, an, is a word of the day. Health. Yeah, with any <laughs> uh, team. for sure, for sure, with, with, with any team for sure. Uh, speaking of basketball, we have you know Kobe Bryant. I think his birthday was today. Mm-hmm. He would have turned forty three today. Um, like what? Obviously, you're a lot older than me, but what were your best like Kobe moments, man? Like growing up, man. <laughs> Just watching him change the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there. Yes, there had been dynamic players, your Michael Jordans, you know, your your guys like that, but just watching him come out of high school and just be the player that he was, it. Everybody wanted to be Kobe. You know, it, I mean, to the extent where, I mean, we would play pickup basketball and you would shoot from three and you'd yell Kobe. Just like because it's saying Curry now. Or, exactly. You know. So, right. I mean, just just the way he changed the game. And he was LeBron before LeBron. He was that guy who said, hey, I want these pieces on my team. If you want to win a championship, this is what I need. And he got it. So, I mean, just just the way he changed the game and even what he was outside of basketball. I mean, he was such a great father to his daughters, such a great example to kids who looked up to him. Hmm. Like brother, did you did you watch any like live live games of them? Oh, well, uh, well, that's a stupid question. Like, well, back in the day, like Shaquille O'Neal era, did you ever 
Did you ever watch some, like you know how you watch the Mouth of the Palace games? Or did you ever mm-hmm. watch the old school Kobe? Um, I didn't live. I at that time I, I didn't really become a sports fan until high school. Mm-hmm. So I mean, um, I, I did catch some, you know, in his prime, and just uh, just to see. Because you had, I mean, you had Steve Nash in that time period too, who yeah. was a great point guard in his own right. But Kobe was just different. Mm. You, a lot of people say when Michael was playing, everybody like rushed to the TV just to see what he was going to do. And it was the same with Kobe. I mean, everybody rushed to the TV to see what Kobe was going to do. I mean, I remember the 81-point game that he had. It, just ridiculous things like that. So, yeah, I, he's top five on my list easily. Top five yeah. all time. I, mean, I was going to ask, like, what do you – what do you like, all the barbershop talks, everyone on ESPN, everywhere, other sports podcasts, always – I mean, since I'm – I mean, I'm – big LeBron and Kobe supporter, but it's been LeBron or Jordan, LeBron or Jordan. What about Kobe, Jordan, and LeBron? Um, so what do you, where do you, I was going to ask you, where do you put Kobe on like, out of all time, I, where do you put Kobe at on, on the list, man? I mean, he's, he's top five for me. I, I don't really. Like, you, I mean, do you think he should, he should deserve to be on the, on the Mount Rushmore? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. When it comes to like, you know, just like you said, like I mean, I never really I wanted to see him live, but you know, everything like tickets tickets were expensive, man. Cook yeah. was in town, like and he was yeah, I, I got to see I got to see LeBron live when he on yeah. the Miami Heat, but um uh, just like you said, like you know, he was and it sucks because like he really was in his like second chapter of his life, you know, just being that that soft, you know, caring, loving dad, seeing that thought of him. Um, obviously, he was a soft father, whatever, when off, off camera, when, when, when we weren't, you know, seeing him, but we saw his basketball mentality on the court. Like, um, but we, he was really in his second, second, like, life, you know what I'm saying? Like, his daughter was about to be a huge, even his daughter was about to be a huge star. Yeah. I'm probably going to go to WWE. WNBA. Um, yeah, she had been recruited to UConn, I think. Yeah, right, right. Right, right. And just the fact that, you know, like he, like you said, changed the game. Like, literally, if you go on YouTube, look at videos of Kobe Bryant LeBron, uh, and, and Jordan play, they play, their yep. similarities were, were the same. Um, And just the fact that, you know, Kobe – um, with with this talented man, like speak several languages. Well, they uh, did it with one team too. That's they did it with one team, yeah. You don't see that, just either. like just like Jordan, mm-hmm. in a sense, yeah. Uh, but like you, like it's just it's just the it just sucks because the way he went out, like you don't want to go out like that, you know. Yeah. Random event like a helicopter crash, like 
because he had so much more life to live. I mean, he right, like you said, and especially was, all. I mean, all those people on the plane. I think it's seven or eight people on the plane. It's not, it's not just him, but it's just like so. Like, yeah, let me ask you, like, what? Well, like you being a Kobe Bryant fan, what was your like immediate reaction to the news that that broke? Like for me, what? When I saw the reports, like CNN broke it and like ESPN broke it, I was like, "Frick!" Like, there's no way, man. I thought I, I thought it was a rumor. Like, I I cried. I'm yeah, not me too, man. Lie. I mean, me too, it, bro. Because he was such a huge part of my childhood, growing up, you know. And I mean, the same for me when, um, like, when I heard David Bowie died, you know, just. I, I, I never met him. I, you know, he wouldn't know me from Adam, but it, he was such a part of my childhood growing up. And, you know, like, like I said, grew up watching him play um, really in, in middle school and high school. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I cried. Honestly. I mean, I, yeah, that's okay to cry because, like, usually I I don't I don't cry unless, unless like something bad happens or whatever, yeah. like, or uh, like, um. But first, my first reaction was, "There's that's that's a joke, man. There's no way, bro. There's yeah. no way that that could happen." Like, and then like multiple. Well, CNN. Well, I'm not feeling CNN broke the report. Mm-hmm. Then I looked on like Instagram and like Facebook. Yeah, but then I, I looked on the news, like CNN, like MSNBC, every every news outlet was covering it, and I was like, "Oh wow, it's it's legit." But I guess my memory, my best memory of Kobe was when he scored sixty one points, right, against the Jazz. Yeah, had a ACL. I think it was like his ACL, right, or his knee. Yeah, um, and then he came back out and shot the free throws, man. Yeah, I mean, he was he was a different, just a different type of player. Yeah, this his, his work ethic too, like you know, always always in the gym, always you know, always working, always. And who knows? He might have been an ass to his players too, like just like Jordan was. I bet he was, like you know, because yeah. he had that same like Kobe, Mamba mentality. Like he he had that you know cutthroat. You want he wants to take take your heart out. You know, well, there were reports when he was kind of at the back end of his career, he would ask his coaching staff to find players if they were late to practice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he was, I mean, he was very strict on strict on guys, but you know, he would always look at him and say, look, if you want to win, this is what you have to do. How do you think I got five titles? Mm. This is what you have to do. I mean, he was always the first in, first last out. Yeah, and, and and I didn't and I didn't know until like recently that like you know I knew I knew California is like a big state. Yeah, and I didn't know that like the stable center in his home it wasn't that close. Like it was mm-hmm. you had to take like a helicopter. Yeah, and the thing about this this incident that happened like it's weird because like Kobe would take these trips back and forth mm-hmm. several times like. Back to the gym, to the stadium, yeah. to the stadium, and the helicopter, and he will be fine. But I guess this day, like, it was foggy. Just a freak accident. A freak accident. Like, I mean, and I think that because my friend, um, he's a he's a he's a Nets fan, and he went he went to that game where that picture of uh, Kobe with his daughter. Yeah, his, the, the very last picture. 
he was courtside. I think he was at that game. And like, I think what happened was, I think that he was going, he was on the way to Philly. And that's when I think LeBron passed him on the all time scoring list. And LeBron, that's, I think Kobe, when he, he was still alive, he tweeted, LeBron, congrats, man. You yeah. passed me. And the next morning, boom, he got on the plane and it's crazy, man. But like, we can't really, you know, be sad about it because he lived a good life. Um, but it sucks that he, like he was in his second chapter of his of his life, man. Just starting out and supporting. I mean, I thought I, I'm thinking he might have been a, a WNBA coach. Yeah, he could have been. But um, yeah, I mean, you can't really you know be sad now. I mean, obviously, you can still be sad because like you know he, he's gone. But like you know, you, you have to look at his. His his best moments, man. Just, right. Um, I mean, I ha- I have NBA two K, so I, I I can play play with him virtually. Like I can play, like, you know, play with him. And but I mean, there will never be like just like Jordan. Like there will never be a, another Jordan. There there never be another LeBron, and there'll never be another Kobe. Man. Right. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are people saying, well, will, you know, Bronny, LeBron's son, will he be the next LeBron? Will he be as good as LeBron? Will he be better? Who knows? It's, so, it's hard to tell, man. I yeah. mean, I can I can see it, but it's too early to tell. He's, he's still young, but yeah, but, uh, yeah man, it's just, man, it's like, it's crazy, man. And it's his birthday today, too, man, his birthday. Mm-hmm. That's what also sucks too. Like, and plus he, the the thing that like, um, the, the that got me was he got inducted to the Hall of Fame, right? And and coming into the NBA, every player's dream is to make it to the Hall or right. Hall of uh, retire, right? And he wasn't he 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 wasn't there to you know make a speech. And he wasn't he wasn't at that table, you know. Yeah. But um. Yeah, you just gotta move on and uh move on and you know look at the like the better moments, but is there anything else we're gonna cover today or anything we missed? I mean we can touch on the MLB races. Oh, right, let's do that. Well, I know me me and your team play today. Yep. Two game <laughs> series with the with the Yankees and the Braves. Um at best I think they might split it. Think so? Yeah. I uh, I just I think the advantage goes to the Braves because it's in Atlanta, and you don't have the DH in Atlanta, which is what the Yankees are used to. Um, and I mean the Braves are hot right now, riding a nine-game win streak. I think the only the only disadvantage for the Braves is they're going home. And that sounds odd, but they've played so much better on the road than they have at home. So uh, I think the—I don't think either team will sweep. Personally, I think they'll split it. I mean, like we've been hot too, man. Like our bets have been mm-hmm. rocking, man. We got that dude, um, Andrew Velasquez, the shortstop. Yeah, Bronx native. We got Luke Voigt, got uh, Rizzo coming back off of the uh, COVID nineteen list. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one, but I mean I don't know. I, 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 
I want to say split because it's only a two game series, but I don't know. I'm thinking it's sweet, man. But then again, I really watch the Braves like that because, like, I um, other than if they're on the East Pen, I can't watch them unless I, yeah. I can't. It's just at a market, but I mean, I, I have to go with your word. I mean, they're hot too, which I mean, their record where the record are they, they looking good? They're the 68 and 56. Uh, they're five games ahead of the Phillies in the East, I think. Yeah, five games ahead of the Phillies in the East. Um, so, I mean, they've they've really caught fire after the All-Star break. Um, mm. I mean, they were under 500 for so long, which everybody in the East was struggling. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they – of course, losing Ronald Acuna is a huge, huge deal. But – I mean, picking up a guy like Jock Peterson, getting uh, Soler, getting um, – uh, what was his name? Uh, Duvall, Adam Duvall from the Marlins. Getting those three guys really – it doesn't take Acuna's place because he's such a dynamic player, but it really makes up for what they lost. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good, but we, I mean, we, I think it's gonna be a two. I think it's gonna be two game. It's gonna be a good two game series for sure, for sure. Yeah, I know. I know we didn't we, we didn't cover this much, but uh, how do you feel uh, about like the the Houston Astros, man? With, like with the whole situation, like like with the whole like stealing and and or cheating, like. Do you think that you know? I mean, me me being a Yankee fan, I. I like ever since like that happened, and currently now I'm still pissed because we obviously played him in the wild card, mm-hmm. um, and even Judge came out and was like, "Yo, like they sh- we should have won that series. Like they should strip their title because that year of that cheating scandal, they won this, the World Series that year. Yeah. So you being a Braves fan, I mean." Or how you feel about that, man? Like how they? I don't think there's any place for that in baseball, obviously. But you can't undo the past. I mean, they've they won it. You can put an asterisk beside it. Um, but I mean, what what else are you going to do? You can't go back and replay it. You know, you can't you can't say, all right, hey. We're going to do a seven-game series between the Dodgers and, you know, whoever was the second-place team uh, in the AL. You can't you can't go back and do that. I mean, you can strip them of the title. Um, but at the end of the day, Houston Astros fans are still going to claim that they played it. They still got the T-shirts that say they won it. You know, so uh, all you can do is what you've done. I mean – so many of them were suspended for, you know, half of the season after that, or even the full season after that. Um, but they've paid their dues, and we just have to get past it and just make sure it doesn't happen again. I mean, I I do agree. We should they should strip the title, but then again, I mean, what what go would that do? I mean, like you said, you can't really undo the past, but I mean, like I'm. I, definitely, I'm still pissed because we could be sort of one. Like you can hear, like 
I mean, when you go, if you go on YouTube, you can look at like you can hear like, yeah, like you can hear the trash can banging. Like it's just, I don't know, man. Um, because obviously Chapman was closing that game, and there's no way like it could have happened because in my problem is like the Astros players like uh like Correa and like Bregman and um. Altuve, they after they got caught, they didn't, they, they didn't, they acted like they didn't, it, shit didn't happen. Like, yeah, oh, and um, like they just didn't care after the fact. And then when uh, we paid the Astros and Judge, like, kind of like, I know he, he like kind of like held his shirt like that mm-hmm. to copy Altuve. Um, Judge got you know scrutinized for that, but Atuve apparently there was like a, a, a microphone. That's why he was. I mean, I don't know if it was true, but that game he had like he was holding his jersey, yeah. uh, and there was some microphone on him. I don't know, but I don't know. I'm still kind of heated, but like you said, you can't really undo the past. Fans still have this world title shirts. Yeah, players but, still have them. They want it in. They want it in the most cheatingest, most crappiest fashion. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be an asterisk beside that, beside that championship, no doubt. But they want it. You know, I won't say they want it fair and square, but they want it. Yeah, I guess, I guess you can say that. I guess you can say that. So who, like, who's your um, uh. Who's your World Series favorites this year, man? Or who I mean, do you have making a deep run in the playoffs? Like who do you have making a, making a deep run? The White Sox and the AL, they just you know, look good. Um, nice to me. I mean, they have so many young players, and honestly, it's hard to overlook the Giants in the NL. I mean, as much of a Braves fan as I am. I'm also going to be realistic. I mean, the Braves can make a deep run, but I don't see them in the World Series this year. There's too many questions with their bullpen, and there's too many questions with their outfield too. I mean, yes, we have five guys who can start at any given time, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year when Acuna comes back. You know, who do they re-sign? Who do they, you know, who do they let go? to make room for Acuna. But the bullpen is really the big question. Um, I just I don't think they have the depth in the bullpen to make that World Series run. So, really, I think it's going to be the White Sox and the Giants, especially with the addition of the Giants uh, of Chris Bryant. Yeah, Chris Bryant, he's been going off, man. Mm-hmm. He's been going off the, for the Giants. And, yeah, it's just uh, – like obviously, I want to see my Yankees in make a deep run, but um, like I feel like we are bigger on on bats and not our bullpen. Like our bullpen is is, is nice, but I think like we can't. In order for a team to like make it uh, make a deep run, they have to have a solid batting lineup and a bullpen lineup. And I mean, we kind of we have an average, I would say average um bullpen, but we need to have in order to make a deep run in the playoffs, every team. Have to have you know a deep you know starting st- starting front 
and uh, a bullpen. And I mean, we had Chad Green, we have you know Zach Britton from the Orioles, we got you know Chad, and we have um, uh, Lawaziga. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, we're like we're okay on bets, like believe me. But just the pitching, like we played the Boston Red Sox like a couple of years ago, and we were up by like eight. And like our bullpen, like just like they came back, Boston beat us like eleven to eight. Yep. In like the eighth inning, like so, we need we need to like rally up our bullpen and really like get down the business. Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing about this two game series is both teams are in the same spot. Both teams have amazing bats, lackluster bullpen. Um. So, I mean, I, I think that's what makes this two-game series interesting. And I kind of wish it was three or four games. That's your little daughter? <laughs> yeah, my son. <laughs> oh, your son? Oh, nice, nice. All right, well, I guess that means we're going to end our show, man. You got <laughs> <laughs> to attend to the sun, man. But, no, um, like it was a good, a good show, man. Well, um, we uh, th- this will conclude our episode of today's podcast. Um I'm Jordan. Justin. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in. And please um, like and share and share. Keep on sharing, downloading it. And um, and then we'll be back in a couple of days. All right.